0: How Trump, Putin, and the GOP plan to rig the 2024 election? First off, if you have access to a Netflix account, watch the short documentary El Dorado as soon as you possibly can. Then reread this article. It will take on a new meaning. President Biden and a large swath of the federal government have been legally barred under threat of federal prison from communicating with Twitter, Facebook, and other social media about lies and misinformation that conservatives may have posted on those sites. At first blush, it seems like just another crackpot decision by a crackpot QAnon-style Trump-appointed judge who, in 2021, was the guy who cited multiple naked lies and myths about COVID vaccines to block mandatory vaccination of healthcare workers. After all, Louisiana District Judge Terry Doty had gone so far as to claim falsely claim in two in that in two other 2021 cases that vaccines quote do not prevent transmission of the disease end quote and that quote the virus has achieved an immune escape from COVID-19 vaccines end quote. He even agreed with the tax on Dr. Anthony Fauci for saying that hydroxychloroquine didn't cure COVID and cited Fauci's assertions that the drug didn't work in one of his legal opinions as evidence that the Biden administration was lying to the American people. But this may also be the opening salvo in the disinformation wars that are soon to be a big part of the 2024 presidential election. Judge Doty ruled on the 4th of July by way of showing his patriotism that when the Biden administration reached out to identify or highlight lies that social media sites may choose to take down or at least flag because they could be destructive to the public health or democracy itself, they were actually engaging in a broad censorship worthy of a George Orwell novel. The Republican positions and lies posted on social media that Judge Doty claimed were censored included, his he wrote in his ruling, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials in power. Outraged and indignant, Doty fumed that all were suppressed. It is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. This targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech, end quote. And when I mentioned Orwell, I wasn't reaching for an extreme metaphor to describe a federal judge with a lifetime appointment and clear connections to the GOP who's gone off the deep end. In his summary, in joining the Biden administration from communicating with social media companies, he lays it out in language worthy of a John Birch Society tract. Quote, the evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. The United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. So this isn't just about COVID, although COVID mythologies, falsehoods, and rewrites of history play a large role in his 155-page ruling. The judge specifically ruled that a long list of federal officials, from President Biden on down to the FBI, other federal intelligence agencies, and the CDC, quote, are hereby enjoined and restrained from taking the following actions as to social media companies. One, meeting with social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech posted on social media platforms. 2. Specifically flagging content or posts on social media platforms and or forwarding to social media companies, urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner for removal, deletion, suppression, or or reduction of content containing protected free speech. Three, urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner social media companies to change their guidelines for removing, deleting, suppressing, or reducing content containing protected free speech. Four, emailing, calling, sending letters, texting, or engaging in any communication of any kind with social media companies, urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner for removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing free protected free speech. 5. collaborating, coordinating, partnering, switchboarding and/or jointly working with the election integrity Pro- partnership, the virality project, and uh, the stanford internet observatory or any project or group for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring or inducing in any manner removal, deletion, suppression or reduction of content based on so uh, posted with social media companies containing protected free speech. 6. Threatening, pressuring, or coercing social media companies in any manner to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce posted content of postings containing protected free speech. Protected free speech means speech that is protected by the Free Speech Clause of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution in accordance with the jurisprudence of the United States Supreme Court, Courts of Appeal, and District Courts. 7. Taking any action such as urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner social media companies to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce posted content protected by the Free Speech Clause of the First Amendment of the United United States Constitution. 8. Follow up with social media companies to determine whether the social media companies removed, deleted, suppressed, or or, or reduced previous social media postings containing protected free speech. Nine, requested requesting content reports from social media companies detailing actions taken to remove, delete, suppress, or reduce content containing protected free speech. And ten, uh, notifying social media companies to be on the lookout, BOLO, for postings containing protected free speech. End quote. At no time in any, in any circumstances under either Trump or Biden had any social media companies been ordered by our government to remove content or threatened with consequences if they failed to do so. There was literally no censorship by the federal government, and there is no ongoing attempt to establish anything like it. Most of Doty's arguments reach back to the days of COVID, much of it under Trump, when the CDC was desperately trying to get the help of social media companies to at least flag or otherwise get control over a flood of lies about COVID, many promoted by the Russian government and the GOP, that literally led to the unnecessary deaths of at least a half million Americans. In April of last year, the Biden administration announced the creation of what they called a disinformation governance board, too, as CNN noted coordinate department activities related to disinformation aimed at the U.S. population and infrastructure. The board has no authority or police powers. It's merely advisory. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told Congress the board was primarily designed to flag, quote, Russian cyber and election misinformation. As he testified during the last week of April 2022, quote, We have established a mis- and disinformation governance board in the Department of Homeland Security to more effectively combat this threat, not only to election security, but to our homeland security. But Republicans, who regularly rely on lies about open borders, phony crime statistics, false depictions of the state of the economy, claims of stolen elections, fantasies about the dangers of vaccines and efficacy of hydroxychloroquine, and wild claims of the danger of trans people and the safety of guns, went nuts. Senator Josh Hawley, R, fist bump and run, tweeted, Rather than police our border, Homeland Security has decided to make policing Americans' speech its top priority. Reporting on Hawley and other Republican hysteria, the New York Times dryly wrote, It's worth noting that the Trump administration's DHS undertook similar efforts. In 2018, it created the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which dealt exclusively with the spread of misinformation online, including both foreign interference in elections and the domestic spread of coronavirus misinformation, end quote. So, nothing here, right? But no. Jordan Hawley and other Republicans who have gone berserk about the Biden administration's efforts to flag online dis- and malinformation seem to be arguing that any effort efforts by a democratic administration to flag viral lies that could be an impediment to their electoral efforts this november and next but why they know their history social media particularly facebook was the key to putting donald trump into the white house in 2016 and both vladimir putin and Yevgeny prigozhin knew it because they helped make it happen so too now do democrats broadly uh, do republicans excuse me broadly know it And it appears they're just fine with it, so long as the lies help Republicans and hurt Democrats. Putin's former employee, Paul Manafort, was running Trump's 2016 campaign at the time the Mueller report documented numerous contacts between that company and Russian agents. Dozens were indicted. Manafort was passing along internal campaign information to Russian intelligence agents via a connected oligarch who'd previously paid him tens of millions of dollars to successfully install Putin's puppet Viktor Yanukovych as president of Ukraine. That campaign information from Manafort allowed Yevgeny Prigozhin's Internet Research Agency, the IRA, trolls and bots operating out of St. Petersburg, to micro target individual American voters, apparently mostly on Facebook, but broadly across all social media, with messages designed to discourage them from voting. Yeah, that Prigozhin, the one running the private army in Ukraine. Mueller's report and multiple journalistic investigations, have noted that the most common message out of Russia then was directed at black Americans and was essentially, both parties are the same, so it's a waste of time to vote. A report from Texas-based cybersecurity company New Knowledge, working with researchers at Columbia University, concluded, as reported by the New York Times, quote, The most prolific IRA efforts on Facebook and Instagram specifically targeted black American communities and appeared to have been focused on developing black audiences and recruiting black Americans as assets, the report says. Using Gmail accounts with American-sounding names, the Russians recruited and sometimes paid unwitting American activists of all races to stage rallies and spread content, but there was a disproportionate pursuit of African Americans, it concludes. The report says that while, quote, other distinct ethnic and religious groups were the focus of one or two Facebook pages or Instagram accounts, the black community was targeted extensively with dozens. In some cases, Facebook ads were targeted at users who had shown interest in particular topics, including black history, the Black Panther Party, and Malcolm X. The most popular of the Russian Instagram accounts was Blackstagram, with 303,666 followers. The Internet Research Agency also created a dozen websites disguised as African-American in origin with names like blackmattersus.com, blacktivist.info, blacktolive.org, and blacksoul.us. On YouTube, the largest share of Russian material covered the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality with channels called Don't Shoot and Black to Live. A bipartisan Senate report found the Russian efforts consequential, as the BBC headline on that analysis summarizes. Russian trolls' chief target was black U.S. voters in 2016. The news story summarizes, A Senate inquiry has concluded that a Russian fake news campaign targeted no single group more than African Americans. Thousands of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube accounts created by the St. Petersburg-based Internet Research Agency were aimed at harming Hillary Clinton's campaign and supporting Donald Trump, the committee concludes. More than 66% of Facebook adverts posted by the Russian troll farm contained a term related to race. African-American community voters were discouraged from voting and from supporting Hillary Clinton. End quote. Between the information compiled by Oxford Analytica and the details passed along from the GOP to Brugosian via Manafort, a mere margin of 43,000 votes across a handful of swing states micro targeted by Russia handed the Electoral College to Trump, even though he lost the nationwide vote to Hillary Clinton by almost 3 million ballots. Now it appears Trump, Putin, and the GOP are going to try it again, this time with the help of a Trump appointed federal judge who is the perfect patsy because he'd previously drank the QAnon and GOP Kool-Aid on COVID masks, horse dewormer, and vaccines. Will history repeat itself? Will Judge Doty succeed in preventing our intelligence agencies from even informing social media companies about massive viral lies supported by Putin and amplified by billions in advertising funded by right-wing billionaires? If so, will that throw the election to the GOP? As this case just revealed the core kernel of the Republican Party's main 2024 electoral strategy to reinvent truth across multiple social media platforms and pound on it so hard that it becomes reality, with no possibility that the federal agencies with the legitimacy and expertise to debunk them can even speak out? Are we about to see another massive campaign of highly targeted lies amplified by foreign malicious actors designed to put Donald Trump back in the White House? Is Judge Doughty helping to set them up a year in advance? As they used to say on TV, watch this space.